Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo, and this week we have Mitchell Levy. Mitchell's a TED Talk giver. A, uh, he's a motivational speaker and, and has pu- published several books and runs several companies. So, Mitchell, welcome to the show. <laughs> Andy, thanks for having me. <laughs> I think it's several. That's an interesting uh, number. But yeah, well, you know, um, as I'm looking through the numbers, yeah, you've got you've got quite a lot going on that you started, and and uh, so I don't think I do justice to it. Uh, well, we've, I my my team, the the bio probably says I have fifty. I've I've authored fifty nine books, but it my uh, one of my team members told me this week that it was actually sixty one, and we've published over eight hundred books, and then I'm in the well, midst of building product for tomorrow, so. Man, we're, we just came out with AHA That Radio, and, and uh, if you want to listen to AHA messages 24 hours a day, you can go to ahathatradio.com, um, and it's just basically authors reading their books. Hey, I'm, I'm having fun, uh, but I'm, I'm reaching the point of this is crazy time. Yeah, you have, you have so much going on, and just so our listeners know, there are links in the description of this episode to all of Mitchell's social media websites. And um, we've got AHA That. Now, did you just launch the AHA That Radio? We may need to add that in. I just, yeah, you wouldn't have, uh, AHA That Radio wouldn't have been there. What what happened okay, perfect. was I realized, so AHA That's a platform. We've got a little over 700,000 users. We have 45,000 quotes. So if you're looking to share content on social media, we've got 45,000 pieces of content, and it's free to use, free to share. And and recently, I was actually I was actually on somebody's uh, radio show. He had a great voice, and Andy, you too, you have a great voice, right? So he had a great voice, and and afterwards we did a conversation. And next thing you know, we were talking about creating a radio station. I'm like, oh, that sounds fascinating. And so the goal of this is just another way for people to get their brand out. So if you do an aha book, you also have a chance to read that book. And now here, this was a shock to me. In addition to Audible, there are 22 other locations where you could place your audiobook for sale. Um, so we will place your audiobook on the 23 different locations as well as putting it on ahavatradio.com, and you'll, let, you'll be able to hear for the listeners who go there. It's like I said, it's aha messages 24 hours a day. Uh, so, yeah, that, so that would be that's, new because that's not an That is awesome. Here. So, Mitchell, when you Thank talk you. about placing books and publishing books, um, are, is this just for established authors or people who want to write a book? Would, they, would you work with them? So I, I think, Andy, I apologize. I think I heard your question, but can you ask me, you mean, would we work with anyone in the world? Or, uh, yeah, are you looking for people again. who are Sorry, published? In a, <laughs> so the, basically I'm wondering if, if I have listeners that have never written a book but maybe have thought about wanting to do it. Should they come to you or should it be someone who's already got books published and you would help them oh. get them on the radio. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. And, and this is helpful because this is the first time I'm talking about AHA That Radio. So for AHA That Radio, it is solely for um, AHA books. So books that are published under the AHA That platform. Um, we may do something else at some point in time, but at the moment, it, the, the real component was made for that. Now, 
let's say you have an existing book today. Uh, it's already out there. Maybe it's been out there for a couple of years. It needs to be revitalized or focused on a particular audience. You could pull 140 of the aha messages out of your book, basically the, the meat of the book, the, the things that will encourage people to think about the world in a slightly different way. And that, for all intents and purposes, is an aha book. An aha book has 140 messages and seven blog posts. And so if okay. you had an existing book, you could pull content from that and make your own aha book and then get it on aha that radio. Or if, if, those, if somebody's wanting to start from scratch, and, and we have kind of two easy buttons to press. Uh, one is, I mean, the super easy button is where I actually do a two-hour interview. I pull the genius out of your head. And then I have a team of ghostwriters that have actually gone through the AHA That Writing School. So I grab a graduate who has a proclivity to the content that uh, we've talked about, and I have them ghostwrite your book. If you don't want to go that route, if you go to ahathat.com, A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com slash offer, uh, we have a three-step writing process. And so for anyone, if you don't have a book today and you want to start writing, even, whether or not you publish with us or not, that three-step process will help you moving in the right direction. So, yeah, you do have it. So that definitely simplifies it either direction you want to go, whether you, whether you are so busy you don't have time to get your message out there but you really want to have a book, you can kind of download the information and, and get that written for somebody. Yeah, I, I'm sounds... not sure if it's a download because it's – here's what – when you hear this, let me, let me clarify. So thanks mm -hmm. for asking. What happens is there are some people who they'll talk to you, they'll ask you questions, they'll then have your audio conversation transcribed, and that's your book. That's not what okay. we do. I don't think an audio conversation uh, makes a book. Okay. Sure. Um, what we do, what I care about, I, I mentioned the term aha message. I care about that seven-second soundbite, the thing that captures somebody's attention. And, and I think if – and our books have 140 of those seven-second soundbites. And, and, Andy, if you don't mind, I could read one from one of my recent books to give you a feeling sure. of what that means. So yeah, that'd be great. I, you, mentioned a, you mentioned a TED Talk. So I did a TED Talk um, called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. And then I decided I wanted to market the TED Talk. And I said, well, I'm a publisher. I should write a book. So I interviewed four other thought leaders. And so we have five thought leaders who have contributed to the book. It's, it's also on Amazon called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. And what I want to do is I'll read to you AHA number four, so the fourth one in the book, and it's written by a guy by the name of Robert Clancy. Robert's got a half million followers on Facebook, and, and here's what AHA number four says. It says, good thought leaders are at the top of the mountain. Great thought leaders are at the bottom of the mountain helping others climb up. AHA. Exactly. By the way, per perfect response. So, when you hear something like that, you don't need to know anything about Robert Clancy. You don't need to know anything about Mitchell Levy. What, what you should be saying is, well, am I a thought leader? Uh, am I a good thought leader or a great thought leader? Uh, what am I doing to help other people climb up the mountain? Am I being – it's really a message of servant leadership. Am I being a right servant leader? Am I helping my audience be better, more successful, move forward? Right. When you could say something in seven seconds 
that encourages somebody to ask all those inner questions, you've created an aha moment. You've created an aha message. So imagine if you had a book of 140 of those, you don't need to have all 140 resonate. Your, your potential prospect only needs to hear one of them that resonates with them, and, and then they're hooked. They're hooked on you as a thought. Right. So, so the whole idea, if someone picks up an aha book to read, they're going to be inspired at some point in that book, probably over and over again. I, the, uh, can I say – so I, I want to say I hope so. But, but, but all sure. my friends would say, don't say that, Mitchell. The answer is, yeah, of course. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> right. the, that's the goal, right? The, the goal is you right. – it's, des- it's designed to inspire inspired. people, sure. And, and yeah. if you're not inspired, maybe the author is not the right uh, vendor for you, right? Not the right prospect for you. Right? If you read my right. book, Being Seen Being Heard as a Thought Leader, and you weren't inspired, maybe I'm not the right person to help you, right? So, so it's part of the – that when you get to know, like, and trust somebody, if, if the author is really doing a good job of putting themselves out there and they have not caused inspiration in you, um, that might be you move to somebody else, which is not sure. a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, and that, right, and we all do, that's why we need a variety of authors, we need a variety of, of leaders, because people are inspired by different journeys, different connections, and people will know, like, and trust different people for different reasons, so it is a matter of finding that right person that you connect with. So I Mitchell, I want to put, I want to put you on the spot here. And uh, I ask all my guests what they have done to own their awkward. What's something that you have felt was an awkward, either a time or a characteristic, something you had to get through in life or, or deal with in order to get to this level of success where you're out there inspiring people. I have so many awkward <laughs> you know <laughs> that is the, awesome uh, I, I and so i'm i'm trying to put my arms around one that is an interesting message so let me tell you what popped into my head immediately and and if you if you've seen my ted talk i i reference it in my ted talk and i actually hadn't realized how awkward it was uh, but my my uh my mom got divorced when I was young, uh, never had a father figure around till I was 18. And I, so, and then 18, I was off of college, so I didn't really have a male mentor. And so my first male mentor, and I say this in the TED Talk, my first male mentor was my uh, first boss when I got out of college. And he was not a good man, right? He was hedonistic and he was authoritative and, and, what he gave me is he gave me a perspective of the way the world maybe was in the industrial age. And, but given the first mentor, I actually said, well, this is how the world should be. And it was the world centered around him and I had to say the right thing and do the right thing. And people who worked for me had to do the same thing for me. And what I say in the TED Talk and what I'll, what I'll say right now is, although I was only with him uh, physically for a year, he was with me for 13. Because how I interacted when I was in the work world was not the person I really wanted to be. The person I wanted to be is sure. the person you hear now. It's that, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the person who, if you're a family member, if you're my wife, or if you're a, a close relative, or if you're a friend, or if you're a customer, or if you're a prospect, you hear the same Mitchell. The thing is, when I was in the work world, before I sort of uh, 
figured out how to, and, and once again, I was, I was like that for 13 years. Uh, what I did is when I answered a question, it was always the answer I gave was I would try to think about what my boss wanted me to say. So it was, I was trying to be somebody else. And, and sure. so it, it just, it, it took until I basically was running my own company and I, I decided to give my own opinion. And regardless of, I didn't care if ultimately my opinion caused me to be fired because I thought, hey, I want to be me. And, uh, and, and as I say in my TED Talk, the, my first CEO I did that to was so excited that I told the truth. I'm like, he reinforced that I, <laughs> this is a good way to go. <laughs> right. And I, I love how you explain that, that you were with him for a year, but he was with you for 13 and you oh, and, think and, about how many yeah. people you touched in those 13 years that you may have wanted to have a different impact on. Oh, you are so, yeah, you are so right. And, and the truth is, until I started preparing for the TED Talk, I hadn't really put it in that, in that phraseology. I hadn't really, I mean, it's kind of those, the, the alcoholic anonymous thing. I want to go back to everyone I touched in those 13 years and say, you oh, know, sure. that wasn't really me. <laughs> But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think I probably one of the biggest things I think about when I hear the word awkward or I hear mistakes that people make is for me today, and, and actually this has always been true through my entire life, the decision you make, the things that you do are the best things you know how to do at that time, and you should not go back and regret what you've done in the past. You should just learn who you are. Um, and, and if things have changed, you just move differently going forward. So, you know, over those 13 years, I could have really offended, and I know I offended a number of people, and it affected me in a number of different ways. But I, I can't go back to change that. It's the best thing I knew at the time, Andy. And so mm -hmm. basically I just say going forward, I'm going to be a different person, or I'm going to be the person now that I want to be, and, and I just make the best decisions I can. Right. And, and there does have to become a point in your life where you can't hold on to wishing that you would have been different up until the point that you made that change because you'll hold yourself back from being your best. You just got to be who you are now. Right. And right. And I, I think one of the things I always think about, I sat on the board of a public company for nine years and, and what I, what I would always think about when we were in the boardroom making decisions or even when I was talking to other board members or even thinking about the company, when it ultimately came to the point where I needed to make a decision, I would always imagine myself sitting on a bench in a courtroom. Of course, it was one of those old school wooden oh, benches, right. really beautiful, and, <laughs> and being examined by the prosecutor. Exactly. And be examined by the prosecutor, and, and the words were, did you make the best decision you could with all of the information you had at that point in time? Hmm. And, wow. And so what I would do is if I couldn't say yes to that, I'd keep asking questions, or I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't vote yes or no until I could answer that question yes. And I think that I've used that in many cases outside of the boardroom as well. Yeah, it's – and by the way, if you do that, if you actually say to yourself you made the best decision you could at the time, you can't – since we can't today go back in time, 
there's no mm-hmm. sense beating yourself up to want to go back in time if you made the best decision you could or did the best actions you could at the time you could. Right. No, I love that. That that's a I like that policy. That's a a good way to do it because you're you're giving yourself the forgiveness of the you of the past to to have only known what you knew, but also to hold yourself to a high enough level that you are doing the due diligence to do a little digging and make sure that you do have enough answer, answers to what you need to know to make that decision. So so Mitchell on on year 13 when you decided to make that decision that you weren't going to have your boss with you anymore was that simply because you were opening your own company or was there an event what happened that made you just have it just built up what was the deal I I think it was a function so by the way this is many many moons ago so I'm I'm going to try to <laughs> dig deep into the archives of my memory to pull that <laughs> no out. problem <laughs> but in essence, what happened is I started my own company. It was a uh, so what I'd like to say it was a strategic current a strategic firm helping companies understand what thought leadership was. Um, what okay. it actually turned out to be, and, and and I'll also throw in a little bit of an awkward moment. Uh, when I first opened my firm, you know, I, I'd been at Sun Microsystems. I understood what the internet was and the potential and where it was going. I, I started going out to my network saying, hey, I'm a strategy guy. and I'm going to help you with your e-commerce strategy. And the first job I got offered was to do SEO for a company. And this is 1997. And at first I thought, and, and, and as the entrepreneur, I said, okay, I could do that. And at first I was really disappointed. I'm like, God, the first job I got is SEO. And, and it was kind of mm-hmm. an awkward moment for me as well. It's like, I, I should do better than that. And, but I, it was a job. And I said, okay, let's try that. And I researched all we could. And I went back to, my, uh, to the guy I was working with. And, and I said, listen, I think we should charge our clients 15000 I think I'll charge you 10000 And I think this is what we'll do. He says, okay, and we immediately sold five. And I'm thinking, okay, this is okay on money. But then what happened is when I asked the, the clients, I said, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? They would take 10 minutes. So this is my clients at the time were the, the chief marketing officer or the CEO of the company. And when you ask them the 30-second elevator pitch, it should come back in between seven and 30 seconds. Well, they all mm-hmm. took about 10 minutes to actually articulate their 30-second pitch. And I realized, hey, I really do have some strategic consulting here. And two of them actually became strategic clients. So part of the awkward I gave up was trying to think of myself in a certain way. And the important part was to get, to get the job that, that was where my mind needed to be. And I just realized that presents come all the time. You just have to accept the present. Now, to answer your question, on the awkwardness. So I had, I worked hard. I got this client and he showed me his website and articulated the vision. When he said, what do you think? It was, I kind of, as he was talking, I kind of thought his vision sucked and the website was horrible and (laughs) I wouldn't buy from the company. And, And so I kind of said that. I mean, I just decided at the time that, listen, I'm working for myself. I know the, the guy I went through, he would be okay if I was I, – I mean, I just knew he would be okay if the client fired me because, you know, it's me. It's my firm. We're just doing the best. And I, I did it not in a negative way, but I, 
I did it with trying to be truthful. If I was your prospect, I wouldn't buy this product based on your strategy and your vision. And so I kind of uh, guarded myself and put my arms in a cross and, and sort of said, I think you're, he says, what do you think? And I said, I think the product sucks or the website sucks. And, <laughs> you know, I almost backed up because, you know, that boss that I had 13 years ago would have just ripped my head off. Right. And, and that's still, when still the kind of hanging out there a little in. bit. Yeah. And the CEO leaned in and said, wow, no one's ever talked to me like that before. Tell me, tell me more. And then I got to explain why wow. I felt this way. And, and he, you know, he was like, ah, I could see your point of view. And, and I think that was the, I, I can't tell you exactly what caused me to want to do it other than I just wanted to be more authentic, right? Part of my, you work right. with me. If, if I tell you I'm going to do something and I shake your hands, it's, it's going to happen, period. It just, it's just who mm -hmm. I am. We don't need a contract to make stuff happen. And, and on the authentic stuff, the unfortunate part is sometimes I need to not say what I want to say, but because I, know, oh, right. I kind of don't put the filters on. It's just I'm, if you ask, be prepared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right. But that was a, yeah, that was a big, I, I think the good news is he reacted appropriately. I guess maybe I would have been a different person if, if he, if, if that first person reinforced the messaging that my old boss did, but, but that's not yeah. how life happened and presented itself. You know, that, that's a good point because we are a little at the, you know, our growth is at the mercy of the reactions from other people as we try to step out of our comfort zone. And, you know, you put your toe in the water and if it's warm, then it's like you go in a little further. If it's scalding or freezing, you back out a little bit and, and you don't go back. It's a great, that's a great, I, once again, I've never thought of this that way. So I thought you would get me to a place that I hadn't thought of before. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a really interesting thing if, if, if the water wasn't lukewarm and it was really frigid, right? What if he, sure. what if he said, oh, get out of here. I don't want to hear that. And what if that happens right. in the next firm and the next firm? Then the question becomes, well, maybe I shouldn't be authentic, right? Mm -hmm. now, nowadays, let's yeah. fast forward to today. Today, people really want you to be you. I mean, that's a real important component of, of living your life is to do it more with social and how people present themselves. Uh, it's more important mm -hmm. to live yourself out loud. Uh, but back then, that wasn't as important. That wasn't an acceptable thing for people to do. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we always hear if, if you continually run into problems or you're always not getting the feedback you want, that you need to start looking introspectively and, and, and is it myself? And so that would be the natural inclination if, if you're getting that feedback from three or four clients and then you think, do I stick to my guns and, and say, no, you're doing it wrong? Or do I say, oh, I need to adjust to the market and let everybody put out bad product? Mm. Yeah, so that that was that was kind of it. That's probably I, I don't know if that's my most because there are so many awkward things I've done all throughout life. I don't know if that's my most, but that's that's the one that really bubbles up as as an important story to share because so many other people have have had, and that's not even a big one, but to have a one individual affect you you know, 13 times longer than your interaction with that person. Sure. That's pretty yeah. Huge. 
Mm-hmm. And and I think it's actually a lot more prevalent than we realize. You know, we learn these behaviors from our first boss or from, you know, whatever the expectations were from either peers or teachers in high school or whatever it is, whoever those first people are that we look up to, we develop and mimic our behavior around that without even realizing that it's attributed to, to that person. Right. Right. Good point. But it's, but at some point we do have to decide, like you said, who is the me that I want to put out to the world? And you've done that. That's, that's so, awesome. But, well, thank you. And I was going to say, good point. And how does it feel as a parent to know that the teachers who were teaching your kids are more under, are so underpaid and they're affecting your children's behavior and knowledge for life? Oh, right. Yeah, you definitely it's have such a vulnerable position. It seems like that's a right. That, that would be the place where you would want to take the most, you know, have the highest standards, the highest, you know, benefits and everything, because it's like, this is my kid. You know, when you think about the most valuable thing in your house that you're going to grab when there's a fire, it's going to be your family. And so that, <laughs> yes. it deserves a lot of protection. That's for sure. All right. Well, we are getting close to running out of time here, but Mitchell, is there anything, um, one deep lesson, one more thing you want to leave the audience with that, uh, that is critical for them to know? Hmm. Lessons, criticality. So, I, you know, feel free to Google my name. So Mitchell Levy TED Talk, um, and you'll see the TED Talk being seen and being heard as a thought leader. I think the Generally in life, we do business, we interact with, we want to get to know people we, or we want to interact with people we know, like, and trust. And so how do you be known? How do you be liked? How can you be trusted? And I cover that in the TED Talk. I would say one other thing I've done is, is in life, I have gone through it with typically with one mentor and two mentees. And so I think it's not a bad place to be to find somebody to coach you or help you or mentor you at any point in time and also to be able to give back and recognize that you can learn as much from your mentees as you can from your mentor. And then I say for those that want to reach out, oh, sorry, I I, I was just going to give it up. No, I was going to say that's very good advice. I love that. Oh, perfect. Thanks. Um, Feel free to Google my name, Mitchell Levy. and connect to me on the social media platform that you want. The social media companies have spent hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure that their company name and my name come up at the same time. Uh, so connect to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, the platform you want to play with. And if you want to share content on social media for free, go to ahavat.com. Or if you want to write a book or have us write a book for you, go to ahavat.com slash author. I guess I should right. also say... If you want to listen to AHA messages and be inspired 24 hours a day, go to ahadatradio.com. Yeah, all sorts of options. And and like you say, you've got the easy button. So if, if somebody's out there listening and you've got this story, you've got these thoughts of inspiration that make sense to be in an AHA That book, um, Mitchell's the guy that will get it done for you. So Perfect. That Thank is, you. Uh, that, that's awesome. And you know, when I watched your TED Talk, it was it was inspiring to watch. I loved how you broke down the 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 essence of trust because you talk about people wanting to be with someone that they know, like, and trust. But when you get to 
what does that mean when somebody trusts you? And, and there are elements to being authentic, you know, having integrity that, that you need to present yourself with. And I think that that is uh, a critical thing that people don't understand about trust, that it's all about oh, what you're putting I, out into the world. I think that's part of your show, right? Because trust is about integrity, authenticity, and vulnerability. And if you can't go on a show like yours and talk about something you were awkward with in the past, if you can't be vulnerable publicly, how can people trust you? Right. And it's, it's interesting when I, you know, before I made changes in my life, I always tried to look like I had everything together. And I, I was spinning my wheels because I wasn't ever willing to show a vulnerability. And through mm. showing where I was vulnerable, showing things that I was insecure about, I actually was able to perform better because I could just flat out say, I, I'm not that confident in that area. I could use some help, but over here you can rely on me, you know? So. Perfect. That's exactly yeah, how so. we should all live our lives. <laughs> I agree. Well, Mitchell, I really appreciate you being on and taking the time and please listeners reach out to Mitchell. You've got all of his information um, through the, through the show today, as well as on the description in the site so you can look him up there and it's easy to google levy is l-e-v-y um and and you know i typed it in on ted talks youtube and on google and, and it's the first thing that came up so so it's easy to find so thank you very much mitchell i really appreciate it my pleasure i look forward to uh, our next interaction and uh, thanks for having me all right thank you take care have a great day uh, you too bye andy